I think this is working. So it's live. Um, okay, here we go. A good writer must also be a good reader. So, writers, fellow authors, what are you reading these days, and what lessons can you apply from it to your own writing? I will tell you my answer in just a moment. It's Sam with another Friday video for you, talking about reading, writing, not much arithmetic here, um, but all those cool things that um, some of us nerds like to talk about. And let me go ahead and tell you what I'm reading um, and what I'm getting out of it. So, this is Ready Player Two by Ernest Klein. And actually, um, I try to do my reviews when I've finished the book already. I am not quite finished, as you can see. I've got maybe 100 pages left. Uh, I was planning to be almost finished by this point, but it has been a crazy couple of weeks. I was out of town this past weekend um, for a funeral. Some of you have heard about that and I mentioned in my previous videos. Um, so, in some ways, I've been falling behind on my normal reading schedule, but I, I do hope to finish it this weekend. Um, but I've read most of it now. Um, so, Ready Player Two, Ernest Klein, um, sci-fi adventure. If you're a sci-fi fan in recent years, you've probably heard of Ready Player One. Uh, I, I believe the novel came out in 2011, and then there was a movie made of it um, a few years ago. Of course, the movie wasn't as good. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just um, doesn't, you know, capture everything from the book. But um, it's been compared to. I think one reviewer on the back of the first book said um, the Matrix meets Willy Wonka. So it is like you know a, a future virtual world called the Oasis. It's it's like the internet. It takes place in maybe what I forget 2040, 2050. I forget exactly what year they say, but um, the the not so distant future. Um, but you know the internet has exploded even more than, more than it has today, which is probably realistic when you think about it. Um, what the internet might look like in 20 or 30 years from now, um, and it's basically this um, kind of virtual reality platform where you can go around and explore. And I mean, there's lots of applications for that. I mean, there's, there's there's video games, obviously, or um, but it's but but it's also like movies and and you know social interaction and even education and stuff. But it's all done through virtual reality, um, and and people spend good chunks of their lives and you know hours of their day is logged into the oasis because that's where, for better or for worse, um, everything happens these days. And of course, the first book, um, Wade, the main character, finds a um, you know, this 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 quest to unlock. Um, the the, the um, he, he basically inherits the oasis from the from the, the deceased creator of, of it, but um, the man was obsessed with you know eighties pop culture and um, nerd nerd stuff and video games like that. So there's lots of riddles hidden in pop culture and things like that. So um, this book is similar. It's um, you know if you're open for a nerdy sci-fi adventure, it's got all that. If you're open for eighties pop culture, it's got all that too. Um, I'll tell you what I like about it and what I don't like and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, obviously it's fun, fun escapist fiction. I mean, it's, you know, I won't claim it's high literature. I don't think the author would claim it's high literature. Um, but it's, it, you know, it's, it's well-written, commercial, entertaining fiction. Um, and just as a sci-fi book, it's, it's an interesting concept. So, I mean, obviously The Oasis is, um, you know, is it, a big deal. And I mean... If you think to what again, what the internet might look like in a few more decades, it's um, not too hard to believe that. Um, this book introduces something else. Um, it's it like it's not a spoiler. It's, it's in the first chapter or two. Uh, it's called the Oni or the Oni. It, it, it's an acronym. I forget, I forget what it stands for. It's O N I something neural interface. Anyway, um, 
it's it, it, this, this kind of like takes the virtual reality reality to, to the next level. It's like it's not just it's not just like you can see and hear the things um, that your avatar is experiencing, but it's like you plug your brain into a headset and and it can um, basically simulate sensations like I guess you know affect your nervous system and things like that and make you feel like you literally are in this virtual world and and um, the other cool thing is is he is, is you can record your sensations in the real world and someone else can play them back virtually so like the the um, the main character the character discovers this early on and he finds a clip of like someone surfing on the ocean um, and it's it's a woman and, and you know he, he's able to see oh this is me in the simulation and 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 he feels and sees everything of surf, surfing on the ocean, basically everything that she experienced, because she, because the the woman you know recorded her sensations on this um, on this device for someone else to play back. Um, I think it's a cool concept, and actually I, um, I've daydreamed about something like that before. I mean, I mean, I, I wasn't planning to use it in a story, so I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to say I thought of it first. But I don't know. There are times, maybe it's just me. When I'm like going throughout my day and saying, say, say to myself, I wonder if someone else could see me right now, or like, like, like what would it be like if this person, you know, my wife, if she's not there with me or whatever, um, or or maybe a friend from a long time ago, like, if they, if they could see me right now, what I, what I'm doing, and just see the snippet of my life, and I've imagined, you know, recording your day, um, not just like, I mean, I mean, sights and sounds definitely, but also like even feelings and sensations, and I'm like, what what if you could record that and and on some kind of device from your brain, have someone else play it back. So um, this book does that. I mean, that's not, it's not the only thing that book two is about, but that's a big part of it. Um, and I think the um, the writer does well at uh, exploring what this technology would be like. Like you know, you know, sci-fi kind of takes a technology or takes a scenario and asks, what would humankind or I guess human nature react to this situation or what would human actually be like in this situation like like, like it's you know it, i mean i mean it, it, it people have said you know sci-fi let's explore moral and ethical questions or philosophical questions at least about um th you, know, you know things that don't exist in the real world and, and then they ask if this did exist or if we had this what would humankind be like and i think he portrays that well in both positive and negative ways i mean we can think of a lot of cool and positive applications to technology like that we can also think of a lot of ways where um, humankind would be even more glued to our screens and sucked into a virtual world, which definitely is talked about in, in the novel. Um, most of the main characters support this technology, but um, one of the main characters, um, Samantha, who is Wade's love interest from the first book, um, she is not in support of it, and they have a big falling out and disagreement over over whether it's safe for humans to use and, and things like that. Um, so you know, you can imagine there'd be a few holdouts. I mean, I, I might be, I might be one of them. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence there. Um, there, there um, there'd be a few holdouts who like to stick to old technology and and are wary of new technology. There always are, but by and large, this technology will sweep, you know, sweep the nation, sweep the world. Um, you know, when it comes out in this fictional world, and um, you know, he he applies that to all different categories of life. Um, and I mean, you know, there is mention of. Um, you know, if you can basically record your sensations and share it with someone else, um, there's mention of using that for, um, you know, mature ways like sexual experiences or drug experiences and violent experiences. The author doesn't go into 
you know, deep detail on those things, but they're talked about because that, I mean, humans would use it for those purposes. I'm sure they would. But he also talks about things like, um, like, like just, you know, I don't know, like surfing or mountain climbing or extreme sports or just um, kind of, I mean, I mean, I'm sure like, like if, if social media had that feature, people would use it just to show people what, what they're doing in their, in their day and do cool stuff like that. I mean, I mean, just, just think of all the variety of different things that people put on YouTube um, and all the things you, you could, you know, either record or simulate in a virtual reality world, um, you know, all the different types of content and he kind of explores all of those. So I think it's really interesting to say, to see what would happen um, or what we think might happen if such a technology like this existed. I think it does a good job of, you know, having human nature respond to these various technologies. And yeah, the, the um, and, and like, there's some, I mean, this is part of the, how the plot set up, but like the, the device says, um, you can't stay plugged into the Oni for more than 12 hours at a time because your, your, your brain can't take it basically. Um, and that becomes a plot point later on, um, minor spoilers, but um, you know, the, the main character still struggles with addiction to this virtual world, obviously, and he's he's aware of it. I mean, he, I mean, he he knows that that, that he he um, you know, he he argues with himself. It's for first person narration. He he kind of debates about whether or not it's healthy and all that stuff uh, a little bit, but he's still on board. If 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 he does see a problem with the issue with the technology, he's not able to extricate himself from that um, from that lifestyle yet. Um, so yeah, um, so that happens um, early on, and it kind of jumps. Jumps a few years ahead of of the first book, where basically the the only technology is out and people are using it all the time. So um, it's like Oasis version two point um, this virtual world version two point um, and then he and um, Wade and his friends are in charge of the the company that created the Oasis because the, because it was it, they solved the puzzle that was left to them, and so he's like this you know kind of big millionaire now, but. Um, He's kind of reclusive, and he he even admits, um, or I mean, maybe not in so many words, but like like he describes, um, he doesn't really have a life outside of the virtual world, and and even um, it's falling out with his love interest, um, and it's kind of sad. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll go more to that in a little bit. Um, the book also deals with artificial intelligence. I won't spoil too much, but um, the end of like part one, so that maybe the first turning point in the novel, uh, we find out. Um, artificial intelligence exists to a greater degree than the characters thought previously possible. Um, the, the, the villain or the anti major antagonist ends up being a sophisticated AI who um, tries to turn their own te technology against them, um, and he sets them on a quest. Um, there's basically another puzzle, another you know Easter egg hunt or whatever you want to call it, um, through the virtual world filled with riddles about 80s pop culture and, and all kinds of stuff. So. Um, the characters have to solve that, and so if you're looking for more of that Matrix meets Willy Wonka action, it's here. It's got it. Um, again, fun escapist fiction that that treats sci-fi in a good way, and I, I guess um, um, that that takes technology and uh, takes a fictional technology, takes a fictional what if, and applies it to, to the many aspects of human nature. I think it does that well. Um, criticisms. Any of my criticisms, like like I, I realized. I don't have any criticisms of the writing itself. It's just maybe it's some some parts are not my preference. Um, maybe it's just it's not like an, an objective thing the book does wrong. It's just maybe things I'm tired of. Um, it is kind of sad, like I mentioned. I, I, I mean, 
you want to root for the main character, you want to like him. I, th I find Wade, the main character, he's relatable to a lot of people in that he's the everyman and he is kind of a product of his generation, addicted to this technology. But I don't think he's very likable or admirable. He's, um, I mean, I mean, he again, he, he admits he's in this. He has these problems, and he's, um, and, and you know, he he's kind of a pleasure seeker, and, and he um, doesn't have much life outside of this virtual world. He acknowledges that, but he doesn't really try to do much about it, um, and just can't really get, get himself into that. So I mean, we are kind of seeing life through this, the eyes of this, in some ways, a sad, pathetic guy. Which, um, again, maybe some readers can relate to. I'm, I, I, I don't want to knock anyone. I mean, I have as much screen screen addiction as anyone else, and I try to cut back. Um, that's even me as a thirty-something millennial. I, I wonder what the next generation is like, and 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 the the um, struggles they have in that area. So, I mean, I I mean, I get it. I struggle with screen screen addiction and virtual addiction as much as anyone else, but I still have a life outside of it, and so I kind of, um, you know, I. I uh, someone who does who who really when that's their only life it kind of seems sad to me but I mean I mean I'm sure people could could write papers and probably in the, in the real world they would have written papers on on like new virtual culture that's emerging and how people have you know their online video game friends replaces real life friends you could do a lot of and I'm, I'm not saying online friends are bad I, I don't I don't want to imply that I have online friends too it's just um, you wonder where the healthy boundaries are if um, and and I mean I, I'm not here to answer those questions. Those are bigger than this book. I don't think the book's here to answer those questions, but it just it makes you think about some of these things in your in your, your own life as well, and um, how maybe how much technology consumption you have. Um, you know, um, Ernest Klein I think only has three novels out right now. Um, there's other, obviously uh, at least three that I've heard of. And there are only three listed when it, when it lists like the author's works. Um, there's obviously Ready Player One, Ready Player Two. There's another one called Armada that I read and reviewed last year about. Um, Aliens, but it's an alien invasion of Earth, but also has to do with video games and stuff like that. And look like that. Well, obviously these two books both use Wade as the main character, but the main character of the other book too, I feel like, I feel like it was kind of the same character. Like I feel like the only character he writes about are these um, nerdy guys who kind of have no life outside of video games um, and, and pop culture, and that's the only area they excel in. Um, again, I don't want. I'm sorry, I shouldn't crap on nerds. I'm a nerd too, but um, um, but. You can see the problems with with, with 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 something like that in the real world as well as possibly in the fiction, and I just feel like um, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting tired of that kind of character. Um, I mean, I, again, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a nerd, but I have a life, and 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 um, kind of seeing these, seeing these guys who have who have like no life outside of video games be glorified and be kind of the main the main character. I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not there yeah you know I'm, I'm not to that level um you know we've obviously shared some interests um you know I, I can relate to them on some level but it's but it's also not it's, it's not really where, where i want to be um you know in my headspace all the time so i mean i mean i mean again they're all fun books i don't i mean i shouldn't criticize them on a big um on a big level um again, I, again I, th I think he has only these three novels but it, if he had like 10 that were all dealing with characters like that I'm not sure if I don't want to read all ten. Um, I can handle it in small doses. I am enjoying this one, but um, it's but, but parts of it are just like I'm not sure if it's if all of it's my thing. Um, again, enjoyable, yes. Um, do I want to devote my whole life to it? No, um, that kind of thing. And you know, like like, like I said, it's just it, it, it's kind of a kind of a bleak worldview. I mean, I mean, and I mean, these books are 
they're not overly depressing. It's a fun, lighthearted video game adventure, so it can't be overly depressing. Um, but it's it's um, but but kind of a bleak worldview when you think about these people who have no hope outside of outside of video games and and um, and just kind of social isolation and way it is living off of other people's experiences. And he admits that, like, like he's, he watches these clips or, you know, experiences these clips of other people's experiences rather than um, living his own experiences. And um, that arguably is a character problem. And if someone in, in real life had that issue, which probably some people do, I'd say that's a character problem too. And so it's, it's kind of sad to, to, to get into that headspace a lot. I don't know. I mean, maybe no one else thinks that way. Maybe I'm overly analyzing it, but I, I just feel like it's, it's not the kind of character I want to spend, you know, all my life with. Um, other things, it's not, 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 not a big deal. I mean, I mean I'm, a, I'm a pop culture fan of my own right. Um, obviously, superheroes, Star Wars, stuff like that are my big thing. Um, but I, I, I was born in 1990, a little too late for the 80s. And so there's whole aspects of 80s pop culture that are lost on me. Um, there's this whole section about John Hughes movies. Um, I am not well-versed in those, so I didn't get a lot of the references. There's this whole section about Prince now. Um, I'm not well versed in Prince. Sorry, I didn't get a lot of those references. So, um, I mean, I mean, there's lots of pop culture references. So I'm certainly getting enjoying some of them. But it, um, if you're if you're a modern nerd like me, maybe hit or, hit or miss for you. I don't know. If you're an '80s sci-fi fan or even just an '80s fan, if you, if you, if you were a child or a teenager in the '80s, you'll probably love it. Um, there's a lot you'll love about it. Um, for me, I mean, again, it's enjoyable, not, but not every part of it is my thing. So again. Not a legitimate criticism of the book, not, not anything the author did wrong, just saying not all of it is my thing. I'm not sure, you know, you know, again, if, if there were um, 10 more novels, I don't know if I'd want to read all 10. Um, we'll see. But um, yeah, yeah, one or two, you know, every, every few years I can handle. Um, it's just, yeah, not, not everything is my thing. Anyway, um, the main takeaway, again, the main thing, I think I did well, I've touched on this already, but um, the main takeaway I'd say for writers, especially of speculative fiction, is um, know how your technology, or whatever it is, um, whatever speculative element you're introducing, whatever MacGuffin, if you want to call it, um, know how your sci-fi elements would affect people. Like, like take, a, take a sci-fi element, you know, take something that doesn't, we don't have in the real world, and put real, believable people in it. And just ask yourself, you know, how would pop culture um, form around this? How would society and human nature form around this? How would people use this? How would it affect them, both good and bad? And kind of explore all those areas. It really is good for your world building. Um, I do think the world building here is great. Um, it really is good for your character development to see how characters would react to these different things. So when, when you introduce a sci-fi element into your world, make sure you ask yourself those questions and think through those things um, and share them with your reader and, and paint, paint for your reader a picture of what this world will look like because that's what makes sci-fi interesting. That's what makes us want to keep coming back and asking those deep questions. So that's it. Ready Player Two. I'm almost done. I'm enjoying it overall. Um, fun book. Fun sci-fi adventure makes you think on a lot of sci-fi topics. Check it out if you're interested in that kind of thing. And in the meantime, yeah, keep writing and reading and doing all that stuff you do. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will see you later. Bye.